Yeah. <laughs> We're back. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> yeah. Not as if we've been on. No, we've not as if we've been on a bleak streak. But here we are. <laughs> oh, I like that bleak streak. <laughs> Welcome to. And then With your three hosts, no guests tonight. No guests tonight. Yeah, it's been a while. Has it been a while? Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, two so months. We're, we've basically, we're back in MCQ and we're like the highest, we're like ground zero for all Southeast Asian COVID infections at the moment. Um, everything's so bleak, so it's so baggy to, yeah. and it's been raining a lot too, so it's just so baggy to be in an atmospheric Serial killery kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah, we needed to some escapism from uh, no, no, from what's been going on. So, <laughs> so you just said okay, it's so, serial killers. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad outside that we want to watch serial killer movies to escape. <laughs> Did you guys see the answer of an audience of Byton in like the best serial killer movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sabi niya ano ano tui tui arin um. Four years may, now. May ago. alam ako, pero two years to go. Two, two years pa bago matapos. Mas mahaba pa sa Love Diaz film at mga Russian cinema. <laughs> so, so, so there. Welcome to our Serial Killer special. Um, where we talk about um, two serial killer classic films. Seminal. Yes. Seminal serial killer Movies. Yeah. So this is like the flip side of our um, teen uh, Gen X. <laughs> S- singles and reality bites. This is uh, Silence of the Lambs and Seven. So. Oh, wait, both S's. Hmm? Also. Yeah. Mm. 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 <laughs> but before that, let, let's, uh, let's recap or do a, a quick fire of what we've seen in the past two weeks. I don't want to go first. I, I always go first. I can go I first because I, I haven't really seen anything. I mean, I, I finished season one of Dark, so thanks, Mel, um, for, for the recommendation. Um, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's actually a fun show. Because it, it takes itself so seriously, but it's also kind of hokey, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of describing it. But <laughs> they don't think they realize how hokey it can be with all the time machine stuff and the... the um, with their weird dark musical montages every episode, um, so I've been watching Dark and then uh, just started Umbrella Academy season two on Netflix. Also, um, how do you find that so far? Because Mong, I think, just binged the whole thing. I'm, you know, like it's I, I'm, a, I like the comic a lot, but the show has always, even season one, parang left me found wanting. Um, it it looks great. It's it's really well made. The the budget is high, but um, I don't know. I don't care about any of the characters. Parang they're all <laughs> kind of annoying. <laughs> Do you watch it, Batman? Uh no, because the reviews of season one were very uh, just so so. But a lot of people have been saying season two is better than one. Mm. Sana it starts out kind of okay lang. Um, parang it's like oh okay it's, this is the same shtick it's the same like um, challenge or or same dilemmas as the first season so parang sana I hope I hope it gets better but um, I mean yeah compared to stuff like 
Legion, um, yung, or, or The Boys, diba, na parang... That, Ooh, season two is about to come out. Yeah, oh, so I know it's it it kind of pales, um, but you know it's it's it has its moments. I think is so, is it an adaptation? I'll, I'll of, keep watching uh, it. Dallas. Is it of an adaptation the, the, of the Gabriel, second Gabriel volume? Dallas. Yeah, or uh, Infraction. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. Ah, no, it not is. Fraction. Gerard Way, sorry. It, okay. Yeah. So I know. Um, I don't know, but, but even the first, naman parang very far from from the comic. Like they really add because because the comic is like super fa- fast, de ba? And then parang ano, uh, parang mignola esque na a lot of splash pages, a lot of ano um, quick action. This one is really they they mm-hmm. delve into the characters more, so it's it's worth watching, naman if you're you're a fan of the comic because it feels like uh, they go in. To the interior lives of the characters more, but um, yeah, no, okay. even and, and then Ellen Page always feels like she doesn't like being part of the show, and would rather be somewhere <laughs> else. Isn't that always her shtick? Like she, she looks like she doesn't want to be part of anything. Yeah, <laughs> but here I mean, more Inception, than anything, she was the same way. Sabagay, <laughs> but in Inception, because they're all kind of low key acting it. But ito parang lahat sila oye. Tapos si Ellen Page ganon parin. So so yon. But check it out. I mean, if you're oh, not doing anything, of... there's another there's another show that Mong's watching. Na parang Umbrella Academy for me. Doom, Doom Patrol. Oh, on HBO. So Doom Patrol. I don't know if you guys have read that. It's based on a comic by my favorite writer, actually. So that's yeah. why I don't want to watch it because I'm like scared it'll break my heart. So I'm not. But if 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 Mong has like two thumbs up, then. Yeah, he's been he's been liking because he saw season one, Mm-mm. and then that's why when he heard that season two was out, he started watching but, it. Naren. Yeah, the reviews also, of so Doom so Patrol have been you know no. pretty positive. <laughs> Both seasons actually. Both seasons, okay. And and is yeah. it close to the Morrison vision or? Yeah, um, very much so. It's that team. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, because ano, si, uh, and, and Gerard Wade is never, never um, keeps this a secret. His favorite writer is also Grant Morrison. So, parang, yeah, especially Umbrella Academy is rip is a rip off of of Grant Morrison's style and Grant Morrison's, um, parang this this weird language that that he kind of creates around um, his characters and his world. So. I I would see why you would uh, think the two were very similar because um, because yun, yeah, uh, Morrison is an idol of of Jared Wade so much so that he appeared in a uh, My Chemical Romance video <laughs> at one point. Wow, good piece of trivia. Yeah. All right, what are you guys watching? Oh, Ramon, boys first. Boys first. Um. I've actually been playing a bunch of uh, video games recently, but so but so the most recent thing I watched was um, this Australian horror film called Relic, which is uh, on VOD. Oh and yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's it's very interesting. It's like a sort of a haunted ha- haunted house type story. It's got uh, Emily Mortimer and what's the name of that girl from. Yeah, the model girl, right? Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bella Heathcote. Sorry, and then, and then it's also about. It also has to do with dementia, because they're dealing with um, the sort of matriarch of the family, 
and it's directed by a woman but her name escapes me at the moment but it starts a little slower but it, it starts ramping up at the, uh, at the halfway mark and then by the end it's it's truly macabre and then i was i was very on board oh, it's about this woman who's parang i think starting um to have dementia but then you're not sure if she's seeing things or there really things are going on in the house because parang they have they have relatives who are into the occult or something like that. I I saw it also. Um, oh yeah, I, I agree. I would say like like it's super boring first half. And I didn't <laughs> yeah. recognize <laughs> Emily Martin. Or did you say that? Did you not say that? I was super boring. <laughs> the first half. <laughs> but sabi ko naman slow eh. Pero you know, because I thought they were just seeding the, the, the emotional stuff. Okay, okay. But like, let's have some stuff happening now. Because you have to have at least a couple of scares at the beginning. It's not. It took a while. Oh. Um, but no, like, like, I didn't recognize... Emily Mortimer was really good. I didn't recognize her. I mean, it's like, who is this mm. girl? I know this girl. And then parang when I... When I'm credits, I was like, What? <laughs> 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 and, and then magaling si Lola. <laughs> yes. Is she? She's mm. not Aussie, right? Emily is not. No, Emily Mortimer. Heathcote, I think. That's yes. why, parang the Heathcote, yes, yeah. But but that's why, parang every time, every now and then, Mortimer would slip with the uh, no with the accent. So I'm like, hmm. Is, so is this one of the good or the first great horror you've seen for the year, or have there been other great horror movies that no, we just have? It's been a it's been a good skip. year for horror. I mean, you had uh, no The Invisible Man is still my favorite horror, probably my maybe my favorite movie still of the year. Plus there was um, I don't even think it's horror. horror. It's more of a thriller. Well, okay. thriller. I'm, I, we have yeah, to no, do, let, yeah, but we'll talk about that also a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah because okay. yeah, like this a one. lot of people. Sorry. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it can it can be two things, eh? Like the two films we're going to be talking about later. Yeah, <laughs> um, So, what other horrors have you liked? So, Invisible Man, the Relic, uh, the Lodge, Amulet. Um, I just. I'm gonna watch. Uh, I think she dies tomorrow is out this week. The new Amy Simetz, which is also getting good reviews. Mm-hmm. And then there's also the rental, the Airbnb one. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen. Although, Banco. yeah, yeah. Actually, mm-hmm. I really liked. I was surprised how much I liked the rental. Pero it's also been uh, like the Lodge, Relic, Amulet, She Dies Tomorrow. They're all directed by women, so I'm. I'm also like, oh, I'm. I'm happy for that also. Nah. Seems like a banner year for women in horror. Nice, especially and not, since and not being killed long, but actually behind the scenes. Especially yeah, since yeah. Jason Blum said that, right? parang there's not enough women who want to direct horror, <laughs> <laughs> and he got shit for that. And now it's like, well, you have five films. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yeah>. Good on ya. <laughs> How about you, Mel? Oh yeah. Um, so to segue into our main topic later. I have actually been following this great, great, great HBO show. Well, it's a it's a docu-series, and I love it when HBO does docu-series because my favorite docu-series of all time is The Jinx, which is yeah. what they produced. Um, so they recently concluded I'll Be Gone in the Dark. It's a 
six-episode docuseries about the celebrated true crime writer and also Patton Oswalt's late wife, um, Michelle McNamara, and her quest to investigate and solve the the Ear Ons series of murders. Um, Ear Ons is East, was it Ramon? East Area Rapist hyphen. Uh, no, the, yeah, yeah. But she, original she eventually Night Stalker. Yeah. It's 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 a long name, but eventually it became just known as the Golden State Killer. That's the that's, Golden that's State the way Killer. she that's coined right. him, yeah. Because this dude would just break into women's houses pretty much and rape and then murder them. And um and I think he terrorized California for the seventies and eighties, that, that whole decade. Mm-hmm. Um what I like about this and why it's so different from I I, I love it when HBO does docuseries because I think their perspective is always so different compared to the typical Netflix ones where it's like, you know, talking head, interview killer, interview lawyer. It's There's a formula na the way Netflix does it. I love how HBO, they, they, they plot it out in a way that this one is from the writer's perspective because she's a true crime writer. And because she's a true crime writer, that means she's an obsessive person authors are obsessive they're perfectionists so this is a whole the whole journey of how the these series of killings is affecting or the investigation into the, these killings is affecting her life her relationship with her husband and as a mother to her young daughter and ultimately how it's affecting her psyche because it, it eats her up and she can't sleep at night she she's taking antidepressants etc cetera, etc cetera. So it's a really good study on on how crimes, even after they're done, how it affects the people that touch it eventually. Nice. And I love the twist in the end. Like I'm not gonna say it, although it's 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 common knowledge what happens. But if you're a fresh viewer or uh, uh, not really into this this whole or not familiar with the the Golden State Killer. The ending is just chef's kiss, talaga. And um, it's sound design is great. Honestly, one of the best dramatizations I've seen of any true crime, true crime doc. And if you're a mom and if you're a woman, this will really resonate with you because she she's so candid about her struggles as a working mom and how work is taking her away from her child. And talagang, I think Elliot Miranda in our Facebook group said it best that it's it's so emotional, this this series. And that's what sets it apart from other true crime docs. How many episodes? Please see it. Six episodes and oh. and fifty five minutes each. Singa, singa. Really good. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, which I'm, is... I'm really looking forward to watching that. But uh, I also I, I've been I'm supposed to read the book first. Uh, that's the only thing that's keeping me from it yet. What are you playing now? Now I want to read the book. I really want to read the book now because mm-hmm. she writes so well. Ganda ganda ng because I read her I read her um, I read her old article before it I think it was for the LA Times or LA Magazine that's how I knew about the Golden State Killer and then when I read that HBO was releasing this that was an instant hook for me I didn't even know she wrote a book about the the killings nice so that's a perfect but segue yeah, to our perfect segue <laughs> Killings. Yeah. Killing in serial the name killers. of. <laughs> serial killer episode <laughs> of End Slate. Um, I guess, well, yung, yung genesis nito was, uh, well, uh, one of the genesis was 
I genocide. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, gen- genocide. genocide. I I wanted to show Bianca a, a movie, uh, my my wife a movie, and then I asked um, on Facebook like, okay, what what should I show her? Uh, there will be blood or seven and. Pretty much everyone said seven. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was crowdsourced. Yeah, I crowdsourced. I was leaning but towards, I oh, know, there will be blood. And then when everyone was so, and about seven, it's like, oh, nah, no, seven, fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then since we didn't really have, um, you know, any any big show to talk about or any big guest. Um, and we had fun with our Reality Bites and Singles episode. But I was like, why not do Silence of the Lambs in Seven? Also because, um, you know, uh, they're so hard to choose between, actually. And they're both mm-hmm. great films that are independently great of each other, despite the, the similar concept, despite, you know, um, one obviously... Uh, I guess triggering the whole serial killer film movement, but Seven was very different. Um, it modernized it, yeah. I feel, Seven. Yeah. So, uh, but, oh. but my question is, with, it, with Seven and Silence of the Lambs, if you look at their classification in Wikipedia or IMDb, they're both classified as horrors. But for me, they're thrillers. So let's talk about this now. Why are, what's the difference between the two genres and why are they horrors, even if they're not... Classic horrors. So yeah, you want to talk, you, you Ramon, you want to know? Share your two cents. Um, no, I mean for for me, it's just you know they're not the mutually exclusive genres. Eh? There are thrilling parts of horror films, you know, especially like slasher films where people are being chased all over, you know, deserted campgrounds and such. And then there are some thrillers like uh, we we were talking about earlier about this. Na parang based on the gruesome acts. Uh, that occur within some of the thrillers, thriller films, especially something like serial killer movies, where there's where there's like bodily mutilation, then it can be classified as horrific and thus as a horror. Oh wait, I think we should just uh, immediate just for now, no, just to mention that uh, this is this is absolutely going to be a super spoilery episode. So if you have not seen either Silence of the Lambs or Seven. Please don't continue until you have. We'll wait for you. The episode will be right here. You've been warned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these, they, both, both films really do not deserve to be spoiled. No film naman does, but especially these two particularly. Films. Yeah, these, oh man, you cannot replicate the first experience watching these films. Yeah, ah, super. Um, yeah, I'm more leaning towards your know, definition. Again, I don't think there's any real strict definition uh, checklist of right. horror trailer. But um, I mentioned as a, a shameless plug, Dead Air. <laughs> now for me, pag hindi supernatural yung kalaban, um, Indian horror. Correct. So Correct. for example, for Halloween for one is not horror for me, but. Halloween too, because he is now my supernatural element <laughs> and comes back from the dead. Horror na yan. <laughs> so yung mga home invasion, yung mga ganon, I don't, I don't necessarily count as, as horror, even though they are horror classics. It, it's just, I guess, easier to compartmentalize in my head. Um, no, but how about things like uh, Alien or The Thing na 
they're not paranormal or fantasy. It's like science fiction. Yeah. Are they? But they're but considered they're not, horror they're classics. They're not horrors, right? Yeah. See, those those are, are considered. No. Yeah, so again, again, the no, no, thing, alien. Yeah. Oh. No, no, alien. I think alien is more sci-fi for me. Yeah, no, no I know, but it? it's but it's fully embraced by horror, I know, the horror Fans. community. Yeah, yeah. So again, I, I mean, like Alien, perfect example for me. Ano, sci-fi yan, kasi, <laughs> kasi, kasi my science, ano, space galing sa space. But, but it's only, I know, it's only again, like it's only for me because when I want to watch a horror film, because I don't get scared about things that can be explained. Gets, parang True. so that oh, so that's yeah. it. So parang pero kung mumu or de- demonyo, kumu <laughs> <laughs> or or kulto na may special powers. Parang that 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 shit freaks me out, de So so wow, it's only you are ticking all the boxes that I hate <laughs> in movies. So it's it's more it's more like Ghosts? it's more for my like nightly viewing. Do I feel like not sleeping tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I will watch a horror film. But that, that's literally just the little box in my head. That's why I put. But I, I mean, by no means is <laughs> is my definition definitive at all. <laughs> so I. Well, now that we now that that's out of the way, we can we let's talk about Silence of the Lambs, which was released in um, 1991. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Yes. On so Valentine's Day, 1991. Oh, ah. <laughs> On Valentine's Day, that's right. Such a fantastic date movie. That's yeah, counter-programming. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll drop some trivia first before we go into a deep dive into Silence of the Lambs. So it was released in 91, budgeted at only 19 million, but grossed, gross over, is it gross or gross? Gross. Gross. Gross, yeah. Earned 130 million, over 130 million in the US. It's only one of three movies to win all the major Academy Awards, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Actress, and Adapted Screenplay. Um... Hannibal Lecter is voted as the number one scariest villain in AFI's list of movie villains of all time. Um, the rights were first bought by Gene Hackman in the hopes of directing it, but he gave it up after his daughter told him it is way too violent for him to participate in. And um, for Mindhunter fans, if you guys don't know this, it's based on Robert Keppel, who is played by Jonathan Groff in Mindhunter. And uh, based on Keppel's interviews with Ted Bundy to help solve the Green River serial killings. So how, how old were you guys when John Silence Douglas. was released? Oh, it's all over the wikis and the IMDb sets, Robert Keppel. Hmm. Well, I, I guess, no, John Douglas might be the character, but... The, like the FBI agent, but I think um, theme-wise or story-wise, it's like the interactions of Keppel and Ted Bundy. Maybe inspired because yeah, ano, no, no. John, see Thomas Harris has said that it's based on. Eh, Thomas Harris is the one who said that both, um, both Will Graham and Clarice Starling, the author, are s- everyone of the novels. Yeah, parang he he said that they're they're both sort of. Even yeah. ano eh, actually even see si Jack Crawford is also someone. John Douglasy. Yeah, 
That I know that the Crawford character was John Douglas. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how old were you guys when this was released? Ah, di pa ako I think I was 11. I was 13 and then I saw this on Laserdisc. No, I was 10. Yeah, I saw it on Laserdisc also. I remember I was in Disney World. <laughs> and when my, no, when my parents said, oh, we're gonna watch Silence of the Lambs. And then so it, I, I was like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'm gonna just stay home and do know with Crystal. Um, and then it won all those awards and then... So yeah, I wasn't man, like a full-fledged film fan, but of course you you want to watch whatever wins best picture, right? And then um, I remember watching it and kind of like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but in a good way, um, it it <laughs> remains like one of my maybe my top ten of all time, I think. Right. Yeah. Yung you Buffalo saw, Bill dancing scene ba? Yun yung ano? Yun yung you remind. change ng childhood mo. I'm dying, dying! <laughs> Did you watch that with your parents? The Buffalo, the Buffalo Bill butterfly no, naked scene? No, no. So they had seen it in the theater. I, I saw it alone uh, on Laserdisc. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think Laserdisc was also my first point with with um, Silence of the Lambs. And I... I already was a big fan of the Oscars also, so I wanted to see it before the awards mm. at the time. And it was my first exposure to the subjective camera angle where it's like super tight on, on the faces. And I remember getting so curious why the, the director would choose to shoot that way in a staring straight at the camera. And, I, and to this day, I, I associate that with Jonathan Demi. And I also found Clarice Starling to be so badass. I remember when I when I was a teenager. Um yeah, such a great role model and a great role for Jodie Foster. Yeah, no. Um just is it is it her best role? Let's talk about late. Let's say later. yes. <laughs> should we know? Should we talk about the plot or Kaidina? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why not? So I know there's, there's a serial killer on the loose uh, named Buffalo Bill, um, kidnapping um, and and kidnapping women for a few days and then killing them. Um, and there's a there's another serial killer who's incar- incarcerated um, named Hannibal the Cannibal Lecter, right? And then um, <laughs> he uh, he he might have some information on Buffalo Bill, um, and the the way the FBI decide that okay we we should um, uh, the way they could fish out the information is through um, a young FBI agent. Um, who's like uh, well actually a uh, graduating FBI agent um, who's uh, um, magna cum laude and everything named uh, Clarice Starling um, and then Clarice Starling and um, and Hannibal Lecter have this weird relationship where, they, where he asks for personal details and asks personal questions in exchange for information about Quid pro quo. Yeah. Quid pro Quid quo. Quid pro quo, Clarice. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, that's pretty much it, right? So, um, but, but I, and I guess that's really at the heart of, of Silence of the Lambs, the, the relationship between um, Hannibal Lecter and Clarice Starling. And the, Clarice. And also why, why, you know, why it's such a memorable movie. And, and because there were never, I mean, there was hardly that kind of villain. I mean, usually, especially with with the serial killer slasher stuff, um, you never um, 
really have like that much time to get to know a villain except maybe in Hitchcock Psycho diba um na na you actually develop maybe even a fondness or a, or a macabre fascination with with this villain and um and how how he thinks and how he plays people parang ganun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um so like Ikaw, Ramon, what are you? What are your thoughts on Silence of the Lambs? Well, it's interesting watching it uh, again. I had it's still, I hadn't seen it in a while because uh, Seven is still major, f- very mm-hmm. fresh in my memory. I've watched it a lot of times, but Silence, I watched it again no, for this episode, and I was re- I was paying more attention to like all the feminist things in there that I probably missed when I was yeah. younger. Like even yeah. even yung mga microaggressions, eh, like Chilton hitting on her or or that yeah. parang lingering yes. shot of the handshake at the graduation. Yeah. Or the cops in the books looking pala, at her. Oh. Yeah, yeah. In the elevator and in the in the parang funeral home. Yeah. Um there's a, in the books pala, Clarice and Crawford parang have a relationship. It's uh, it's not. They it's never. Yeah. No, it, they never. It's never consummated because parang he's married and his wife is dying. Pero may parang oh. emotional thing sila. Parang so I, I'm glad na that's not in the films. Uh, and also there's scenes like um, when she goes into the storage place where parang she has to do everything by herself, eh, even though there's men around. So I really appreciated those aspects of it or even or even the part where she's jogging and then now th- now you notice that oh the guys stare at her when she yeah, she jogs yeah. in yeah. the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie are you gonna know it goes through the academy right? to the elevator parang people keep looking and turning their heads yeah yeah stuff that you don't notice as a child i mean they they definitely resonate now when you're so much more older mhm you know it matters sir that's it. Yes, <laughs> just watching. Exactly, uh, yes, just watching. They, what, they copy what you. Oh, uh, galing. So, uh, good on, Chaka, good on Demi. And <laughs> uh, and uh, see, that's other thing. It's like Demi is so. He's parang ano, He's like a chameleon. Eh. He can do so many different types of genres. He has a very interesting filmography. Um, he's like a little bit like the, the recently passed uh, Alan Parker or. Soderbergh, mm. diba? na parang mm-hmm. you can't really expect what project they'll do next. Eh? They, they, they love surprising and challenging themselves. Um, I remember now paying also again, like, like Mel mentioned, the subjective camera, diba? yung parang dead center faces, they're, look, they're looking at the camera, but he makes it unsettling. And then it's also yep. a way of isolating the people in a, in a conversation, like ano, with, um, with Clarice and Hannibal. And then sometimes it's, it's also interesting then He'll he, sometimes he'll pay he'll um, he'll make it obvious that there's bars between them, mm-hmm. but then he'll also choose to go between bars, minsan for like an emotional moment. And then I was also liking those bits where the the first time that they actually sort of um, connect and then they establish the quid pro quo. Every time he asks her something personal, he looks away from her. He wants to only listen. Yeah. And then and he never blinks scene, uh, except when he remembers, ano, di ba? Parang, uh, yeah. uh, people because he ate. he's ate. a deliberate person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even blinking for him is a deliberate action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, that's what um, Hopkins said. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, uh, I remember also... Sorry, Hugo. Go ahead. You remember. No, I was gonna say lang kasi na... Ramon, I was gonna say... 
when I watched uh, I watched Hamilton recently, diba? And then I I also remember it uh, it it occurred to me na while I was watching Hamilton, uh, see si Jonathan Groff, diba? From Mindhunter, who plays King George, he also does not blink. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, parang I read somewhere na ano, like he really studied serial killer interviews and they weren't blinking. That's why he decided not to blink. Yeah, Hopkins, right? Yeah, Hopkins. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, the other people who were considered for the role were, ano, was Sean Connery and um, Jeremy Irons. There's a long list. Yeah. Sean Connery, Jeremy Irons, Gene Hackman, and the alternate for Hopkins, in case he said no, was John Lithgow. Like they told John Lithgow already that we're just waiting for Hopkins to say yes. Oh wow! Okay. And all of them, all those actors have been good villains elsewhere. Yeah, true. Um, see, I know the like. Okay, so the the and also Hopkins is not the first lector, right? It's Brian. It's our yeah, very Brian beloved Cox. Brian Cox, our boy, <laughs> our number one boy. But I remember reading somewhere that Hopkins couldn't play. Um, uh, Hopkins was also up for Lecter, but he was doing a play. And then Cox naman was was also considered for Lecter again, but then he was doing a play uh, <laughs> during, during Silence of the Lambs. So, you know, we're, we're all works out, I think. Um, uh, I, I do think Hopkins is really uh, a much better Lecter. Um but you you have you have a whole slew of of people who've, who've played him, including Ramon's man crush, Mess um, <laughs> <laughs> Milkelson. Um, who is for you the best Hannibal Lecter? They're so different. Eh? That's parang, for you, Ramon. Yeah, I mean, uh, yung parang the way Hannibal kasi is in the TV show. It's it's such a European man of style and taste, deba. Whereas mm-hmm. the Hopkins, kasi, we only basically see him behind bars, eh, whether it's Red Dragon or Silence of the Lambs. I mean, he has a little bit of a vacation in Hannibal, but no one likes that movie, so you know, <laughs> move on. <laughs> so there's a so, flamboyance. Eh. So Mas Mikkelsen, I really enjoy. Pero with Hopkins, it's so much more sinister compared to Brian Cox, diba na? It's a bit of a showboat also. Yeah. 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 I get what you mean. Parang very, uh, ano eh, the typical villain kasi si, ano, um, si Cox, no? And then there's also, mm-hmm. ano, Gaspard Just, just very smart. Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> who, who plays who him in Hannibal that Rising? Sequel, I, uh, the young, ano, the adventures of young Hannibal. <laughs> Wait, Pero, ilang Hannibals na ba? Can you guys just vo- the, listen down? There are four. There's Cox. There's uh, Hawkins. No, I mean uh, the the adaptations. Ah. So there's Manhunter, Manhunter. Silence. Uh, yeah, Silence, Silence, uh, Red Dragon, Hannibal, Hannibal the I know the the Hannibal Ridley the Scott. Sequel. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, or prequel, prequel, uh, sequel, and then the yung prequel Hannibal Rising, the prequel. Yeah, and then there's also the prequel Red Dragon. So that's that's five, and then there's a Hannibal series. So and then there's hmm. the reboot pa coming up on CBS. So, tuloy na tuloy ba yan? Silence of the Lambs. Well, that's what I've been reading. Pucha. Pero Mads Mikkelsen ba yan? No, no. I, I don't think so. Oh, man. No, the American rights of silence. Eh. The rights of silence are with a different, ano eh, parang company compared to the rest of it, apparently. Hmm. 
Which is great because, like, uh, to Ramon's point, I, I do enjoy Mikkelsen's Hannibal a lot. And if you do have a hankering for that kind of, like, stylized... Actually, parang closer pa nga to seven yung feel ng Hannibal oh. show. <laughs> but, um... On Netflix. Yeah, on, on, on Netflix. Um, but, yun nga, I'm very happy. Because I was actually waiting... Diba, para nung nag-season 3 na, ah, ito na, silence na to. But they never did do it. They actually never do silence of the lamb. They kind of do it yeah. with, uh, what's her Anna name? Anna Klumski. <laughs> yeah, but but not not really, diba? So, yeah. so uh, for me, you know, silence of the lambs is really untouchable. I don't think they should mm-hmm. ever, anyone should ever play with that film again. Because it's just so perfect, I think. But yeah. why why do you think it's such a perfect movie? Um, well, it, it, and it's a no, no. It it kind of like upon multiple rewatches, like like you you kind of like learn more, you kind of appreciate more things. Um, I think it's it's well, it's it's a tight script. Like there's no, oh, yeah. walang ano, walang patapon na scene, eh, And it's um, it really mm-hmm. works as a genre film, diba? As a as a thriller mm-hmm. or a horror or whatever uh, you want, and then. Um, I I think it's it's the characters more than anything, diba? It's it, especially the two. Um, people really uh, applaud um, uh, Anthony Hopkins for for Hannibal Lecter, but uh, upon this rewatch, I was like, damn, I know, uh, you know, diba? Jodie Foster is amazing, amazing. Uh, as, Can't yeah. imagine anyone playing her, diba? playing Starling. <laughs> Um, Talaga, ako, I, I saw another person play her eh. Si, you know, Julianne Moore. <laughs> Julianne Moore. <laughs> si Julianne Moore. <laughs> Who is my Forever favorite actress? Who is my favorite actress? <laughs> but Jodie Foster does a much better uh, Clarice Starling. <laughs> Why didn't she do Hannibal? I'm feeling ko ano eh. Feeling, mar- marami siyang excuses eh, diba? But, but I think, there, I did read one nga na parang... Uh, she she felt that tapos na yung story, and I I really don't. Parang feeling ko she didn't want to. Because she jinx. didn't have she didn't have to. Pretty much, she you know, she wasn't contractually obligated. Yeah. She probably hated the script. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, if you think about it, her post, ano, um, because the ano ano yan eh, touted to be the next, uh, you know, great thing. That was Jodie Foster. Tapos yung mga stuff niya after, um. <laughs> <laughs> After silence, except maybe contact, which is also arguable. <laughs> Parang hindi masyadong fantastic. I mean, there there yeah. are stuff I like, like Little Man Tate, which I I really like, that which Love he directed. Little Man Tate. But yeah. parang nothing. I mean. Maverick. Ano pa ba yung mga ano? Um, Boy, yung hot niya sa Maverick, ah. Oh, but diba? It's not, ano? <laughs> or Nell? Or, or Anna like, and the King? Like peak. <laughs> Didn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, was she, she nominated for Nell? Uh, I think I she think may she have was. been. I think she was. I mean, it's such an Oscar baity. It's an Oscar bait movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Never go full. <laughs> so they 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 could have cast Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer was the first choice because he, uh, she just worked with Jonathan Demme in his previous film, and then next in the ladder was Meg Ryan, and then Laura Dern. Wow. And then Jodie Foster was actually. The last choice for Jonathan Demi. Wow. Wow. I mean, no, because parang yung country bumpkin, ano eh, that, that, that's for me that's what really shine. Yung parang ano, and then 
this this master in the making pero yung early years niya and and so mm-hmm. she thinks she's so clever and uh, the way she delivers him uh, you got a nice beach <laughs> you got you got a whole but uh, <laughs> got a whole forest for you parang ano parang galing kasi ano like like she is exactly what Hannibal ano eh, describes her as in in the first in their first meeting yeah. together na yeah. parang someone with something to prove na ano, trying to hide her her past so but it's not like he's met her match right that's not the that's not the relationship they have it's more f- what was what was Clarice's appeal to Hannibal well you think? in in the film the buddy say you know parang he hasn't seen a woman uh, in in eight years really and uh, parang yun yung chosen victim niya. Uh, uh, yeah, but he could he could have easily toyed with with Clarice, but he didn't, or she proved that she wasn't she wasn't just some a plaything for him that she could really stand her ground. Mm-mm. I think, and then I think that, yeah, parang na she was willing to be parang personally vulnerable with him, and then mm-hmm. not uh, not be afraid of him, parang ganon. Right. Hmm. And and so, parang actually, it's a good thing you haven't seen Hannibal because it really takes a turn for the <laughs> weird. And then, for uh, the worst. Oh, it's parang romance talaga siya eh, between the two. So parang shit. oh yeah oh really <laughs> oh well okay no yeah maybe that's why I, I didn't bother yeah and then oh and watching the longer show. Uh, yeah, you know, I think I am. I will. I want to, especially yeah. because they had a, a reunion and recently, Mm-mm. apparently they had, like, recently, a table lead or something. Nag, nag Netflix in the states, young Hannibal, and a lot of people are seem to be dis- rediscovering it, like they did with Community. So, parang talks about doing another season or like a short uh, yeah. mini series type thing are are, are starting again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what's your what's your favorite scene in Silence? The first meeting, I think. For you? Yeah. The, no. the very <laughs> first from, one? Aside from, ano, I'm oh, dying, with a jizz? Dying. With a jizz? <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a really, you know, there's a really good video essay, uh, Every Frame of Painting, called uh, Who Won the Scene? Uh, and it, it really tarang, examines every camera angle that Demi chooses. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I highly recommend if you haven't seen mm-hmm. it. Um, every frame of painting on Silence. Well, so who won the scene? Uh, it was no. It was uh, it was Hannibal because you know, he had the most centered shots. Uh, uh. And then, parang she she usually is is looking away or parang they they never really look in the same direction until towards the end. And then finally, in the in the last scene where he calls her back. Um, after, after Migs, you know, throws his jizz at her. Parang finally they're in the same frame together. Parang galing. And then yeah, uh, yeah. Chaka, you know, he, has, he has all the power in the scene. Eh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kayo. Mine is um, Lecter's Escape. That was my favorite. Even even though I to this day I still close my eyes with a flayed man image. Tiko talaga siya matake, but. I think my favorite. This is I love it because um this is the only time you'll see how menacing he is. I mean the whole time he's just like a coiled cat, right? Mm. A coiled tiger ready to strike. But this one talagang unleash the beast. See Hannibal Lecter. 
I love how Beast it's mode. staged. Beast mode. <laughs> and and it just I, I I saw the behind the scenes where they, they explained that in the book. It it was so exciting to read on the book and they they only hope to replicate the page on the screen and, and I think they really they really did it. It was just so exciting to watch. And it still is exciting to watch. Yeah. And that the non also has a uh, no, young Chris Isaac. As the head of the SWAT team. I know how random. Who's in the opening yeah. credits, diba? Pero parang, yeah. what? Why is he in the opening? Because musician na siya eh. Sikat na siya dun eh. Pero just dabbling like acting. Nag-wicked games na siya noon, Quark. Oh, oh. nag-go. Because <laughs> wild at Which reminds me, so, uh, because yeah. of Chris Isaac, and um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I'm right, uh, pero isn't the opening credits the font of Twin Peaks also? Yeah, it's kind of well. The Twin Peaks, I think, is green and black, but this is like white and black. And My outline, Bianca said it, pero... <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, and then woods, pa, the yung opening. So I'm like, wait, parang ano? <laughs> this came kasi one. Remember, ah, yung Silence of the Lambs was a big hit, but it was one year after the monster hit that was Twin Peaks season one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and I know the serial killer. Then yung ano in, um, mm. yeah. Um, yeah, no, and the, but the, remember that scene that he's listening to classical music, and then uh, and then there are dead bodies around him. I yeah. I think that's the first time in cinema that that kind of thing was done, if I'm not mistaken. But now, so that pretty much happens in every serial killer movie, de ba? Yeah. Even right. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, de ba? Yung parang there's just ano, parang calm and listening to the music. carnage. The carnage yeah. is there. Oh. Pero, pero may uh, Enya. Oh, Enya naman sa, no? Yeah. Oh. Pero actually, so, the, Roman, speaking what of your, that, what's no? your, your favorite scene? Yun nga, parang oh, I was go. thinking, uh, on, on this rewatch, the scene that I was really sort of fascinated by was the, the sort of near the end, not quite the finale, but the, the, the raid being cross-cut Ooh, with uh, Starling going to the house. And then, parang, I'm not sure if this is the first of its kind, eh, but definitely every time this happens now in like basically any it's thriller, memorable. it reminds yeah. me of the scene from Silence. Eh. Parang they yeah. did it yeah. so perfectly. Na, diba, yung, yung, yung parang, yung, yung trick of na, oh, you think you're following one thing, but it's the other. It's been done so many times in the 29 years in Silence of the Lambs, eh, but Silence did it so perfectly na they all basically Yeah, because when he opens the door... It's Clarice talaga. Parang, <laughs> hey, hey there. Yeah. And I was wondering <laughs> why. Tapos nandun na siya sa loob halos. Nasa doorway na siya. Parang, hi. <laughs> you were wondering why what? Why it didn't win the Academy Award for Best Editing. And yung pala, it was JFK. It went up against JFK uh, that year. Oh my God. Which I guess deserved editing nga naman. <laughs> that year. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've just, never seen JFK. It's just flashier editing. <laughs> pero. <laughs> It's it's I, just I flashier editing, but in terms of tightness, parang silence pa rin eh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, uh, impressive yung editing for JFK for me, which I think deserves a rewatch. So yeah, I'll watch. Tell I'll me. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. Uh, last last question for silence. Who who won the movie or who peaked in the movie for you? Lahat sila eh, no? <laughs> oh. Including it's Ted Dali. <laughs> the writer. And Demi for me. Yeah. Don't you think? Parang this was the pinnacle of, of Demi. Yeah. Even if there was Philadelphia. Yeah, parang he did Manchurian Candidate, diba? 
Did he? Yes. Did, he did he? I think he did. Roman, what, what's the his remake, filmography, yeah. Roman? Well, yeah. yeah, um it's it's all sorts of things. I mean, the more the the most recent stuff, you know, para mga Rachel getting married ganyan, but there was like something wild. Um then of course, one of the most famous concert films ever, yung Stop Making Sense ng Talking the Heads. The Talking Heads, yeah. He did a monologue with Spalding Gray. Um what else? He did also some documentary, straight up documentaries. Eh? But also his first, the his first two films were sort of exploitation flicks for producer Roger Corman who has a cameo in the movie as the head of the FBI I know I didn't even know that <laughs> until know. of course we're adults now you know uh, who Roger Corman is yeah yung Cage Teeth Cage Teeth was his first movie and then so parang those were still genre picks technically and that I think was parang you know he still he sort of had that in his toolbox which sort of as preparation for silence mm-hmm but it's ano, ano, it's it's also really interesting na how how similar his career is to um, Fincher's. Because ano rin siya, music videos, mga mm. UB40, pretenders, mga ganon. So and, and obviously music guys. I mean the, the musical choices in in Silence are amazing. Like the when I hear American Girl, I think of Silence immediately. I know I'm oh my, <laughs> and, I was just singing it today. The, American Girl. And then that song, the what's it? Something Horses. <laughs> I don't even. The one that yeah. that James Gum was dancing to. Yeah. <laughs> see James. That's not him. I think it's Buffalo Bill. It's Buffalo Bill. Mm. Buffalo Bill. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> That's the, whenever I hear that song. Well, actually, whenever I hear that song, it's usually a reference to silence anyway. Like in, I don't know, Clerk's store or whatever. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, whenever I hear that song, they usually do just use it as a reference to, to silence. And good <laughs> <laughs> You know, it, I only noticed upon the rewatch, my rewatch, that there is a scene when Clarice is in the basement, and then there's this de- decaying body in the in the tub. Yeah. Did you guys notice that as a kid? Did you, did I no. really not notice what? Did you notice? So yeah, it it's apparently Mrs. Lipman. Yeah. Ah. It was the original owner of the house. Yelling. And they love that. And that's when the lights go off. No. Yeah. And it's so ano no understated yung wala nang ganun eh na movie na yung very understated yung climax na walang major action sequence. <laughs> yeah. Diba? And I, I love it. I love it that how you could actually ano he he could have killed her because he's just observing her for the longest time. Diba? So yelling. But sadly, the the guy who played Buffalo Bill, I think, was typecast now, or just couldn't get a lot of of work because of see, Buffalo see, Bill. See, Ted Levine. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, Ted I know, Levine. but no, that that's he's a, he's a character actor. He's got a lot of films. He was just in no, like uh, the last time I saw him, he was in Fallen Kingdom. Oh, but so, I think I was just reading somewhere that that was like the the sad part about about Ted Levine that. He just couldn't get, uh, I don't know, I guess the, the spotlight character actor roles. I mean, I know what you mean, because every movie I see where he plays like a cop. Or, it's Buffalo Bill. Or, uh, no, yeah, uh, whoever I watch the movie with after will say, but that guy, the best just here on Buffalo Bill. Did he show us his mangina? He also has such a distinctive voice, right? I guess he gets typecast. He's usually a bad guy. Yeah. But he's a good character actor. He's in a bunch of stuff. 
Every time I see him, though, yeah, when you hear the voice, it's like, Uy, Buffalo Bill. <laughs> it puts the... Sayo naman dyan, sayo. You know, I have to, to end puts this. The lotion, it puts the lotion <laughs> on the skin. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know you what made... me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know what was a happy ending for me, though? The, ano, the fact that, ano, si, si Catherine, the victim, ano, kept... Precious in the end of the film. I know. <laughs> I only oh. realized that. <laughs> oh my God! She kept the dog. I love it. <laughs> and then oh. ako when Clarice entered the basement, and then galit na galit siya kay Clarice. You get me out, you fucking bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Why would you antagonize your your rescuer that way? <laughs> That's Siyempre true. Manic panic na. Oh nga. PTSD. <laughs> when she was luring the dog para, are you up there you little shit <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love. great great film uh, but, but before we segue into seven there's a there's a, a common thread between Silence of the Lambs and seven Quark do you know what it is is it Howard Shore yes <laughs> it is <laughs> wait you know because uh, I, I, you know, yeah, but you, you can really um, argue that David Fincher being such a um, singular uh, talent would probably have made the same film without seeing Silence. But the giveaway that there was a little bit of you know, influence on Seven from Silence of the Lambs is the use of Howard Shore. Um, uh, who, who, <laughs> who is, it was a great scorer, um, especially the but game. I actually. still feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I still feel there's a bit of an Good. influence, like especially in the in the scene where they go through, you know, um, John Doe and Victor's apartment. Parang it's shot similarly to how the house of Buffalo Bill was depicted, also. Mm-hmm. Parang feeling ko impossible, mm-hmm. impossible na mm-hmm. walang konting influence jan eh. But together, the two of them, those two films, it really kicked off. Remember in the '90s, there was a whole bunch of movies. The serial killer type movies yep. where Ashley Judd was investigating <laughs> something with Morgan it's Freeman. Like, so parang it was, it was kiss both, the girls, ano, kiss eh. the girls, man. <laughs> no, oh, chalo meron pa. Along came a spider also. Yeah, no, no, I, I listed them down. The bone collecting ninety serial killer movies probably influenced by by both of those films. The, the bone collector. California. Oh, Angelina. Uh, with a K. California with a K. California with a K. Which actually came before seven. Taking lives. <laughs> and then remember oh Copycat. Ethan the Hawk. Ethan Hawk and Angelina. Um, yeah. K- yeah. Copycat is Holly Hunter. Yeah, Holly Hunter. And then Sigourney Nana. and Dano, Holly Hunter. Yeah, kiss the girls. Yeah. <laughs> yun Ashley Judd, the first one. That made money. Tapos yeah. along came a spider. Yeah, <laughs> and then there are other serial killer films that were not inspired by the two, which are Natural Born Killers. Um, With a key. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah pero hindi naman yon, hindi naman yon serial killing eh. Ano yun eh? Spree killers yun eh. Parang Bonnie and Clyde sila, di ba? Parang ganun. Serial Mom by John Waters. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, American Psycho, I think. Parang hindi, eh, no? Uh, Felicia's Journey, which oh. I love. Uh, by Atom Egoyan and then oh, Summer wow. of Sam. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that whole spree, you know, those movies probably wouldn't have happened uh, in terms of people giving it funding had it not been for the success of the, the two that we're talking about. Mm. Um, and now on to seven.
So Seven, happy birthday Seven. It actually turns 25 years old this year. Wow. Released in September of 1995. Um, the budget was 33 million, but it grossed uh, more than 100 million in the US. It was only nominated for one Oscar, and that was for editing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it is rated number 20 in IMDb's top rated movies of all time. Voted by the users. Nice. Quark, I know how influential this movie is for you. <laughs> yeah. You've letterboxed it. <laughs> ano nga ba yung sinabi mo? I, I, I know, yeah. Parang ano. Well, um, the, 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 the main plot, of course, is ano, diba? well, Detective seven, Mills seven, just yeah. moves to an unnamed city. Um, and ano, it's, it's brought to really replace really? Detective Somerset to Morgan Freeman. Um, and they, they have a Pride. intersecting case, Lust. which is this, this murder, the, the, this series of murders um, based on the seven deadly sins, right? So um, at first, they think it's, uh, it's just a singular case, which is the gluttony case. And then when they find greed later on, uh, okay, my my pattern. Ito. Um, and... Ayan. So so that's that's the basic uh, plot. I I just remember watching it in Greenbelt with my dad, um, and I was like 14 years old, and kind of like you you have no and you, you yeah, I, I really remember really small details that I remember that the poster had an explosion <laughs> with Brad Pitt <laughs> with a gun, and then which caused one of the people behind me in the cinema to go detective story palatoy. <laughs> Because <laughs> they probably thought it was an action film, um, and then I remember the Philippine um, uh, distributor actually freeze framing and writing the words "lust," I know, envy and wrath on the victims. Oh my god! Because just to make sure, I mean, you, you gotta give it to them. I mean, like they didn't have to do that at all. <laughs> But oh I guess gosh. they just wanted people to, I don't know, to understand it more. Um, but the interesting is that the, when they cut to Gwyneth's face, it's actually there in the film, which is a, and yeah. it's a frame, it's a single frame of Gwyneth dead. Um, so, <laughs> so spoiler like, alert. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we we said that no, the beginning of the episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, I had no idea it would be this good. I remember watching you top ten, you Entertainment Weekly or Entertainment Tonight uh, top ten movies, and I remember it would just always beat Showgirls. So of course, which everybody was talking about. So parang like, what is this movie that's beating Showgirls at seven? Um, <laughs> and then Brad Pitt was kind of like, uh, and parang hindi pa siya super critical mass, de ba? Parang no critical uh, mass. Uh, well, well, Legends of the Fall in interview. Legends of the yeah, Fall. Yeah, th- that's true. <laughs> But may, I think for me, this is the one that ano parang ito yung nagpa-list sa kanya. Mm. Diba? Mm-hmm. Seven. Um, and yeah, I, I had no expectations. I didn't really know the director, but I was so, I don't know, so inspired. And I don't know, like that's literally the first thing I ever searched for in IMDb. Who directed Seven? And what else he had done? Which apparently at that point was only Alien Three, which I had seen and liked. But, uh, parang what? I can't believe that this movie is this good by this guy. So, ayun. I think we all feel that this is one of our seminal formative movies growing up. Don't you think that it when you the first time you well the first time I saw it I was completely blown away not just because of the movie but it was the first time for me to see uh, opening credits 
that that had a meaning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That it was it was integ for me. It was integral to the story because this is the only point of view of the killer that you'll get. Yeah, doing the notebooks. Yeah, and um, it was just so good. No, 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 no. Like, like, yeah. You, you really. I, I sat up in, in my chair because I mean, before that, it's like a rain-soaked uh, streets, and they, they find this macabre, you know, the grotesque body, blah blah. Uh, and then, parang okay, this is cool. But when you see that opening credits, the like, holy shit, what is this? Legendary, na siya. Oh. Mm-hmm. And still, so the influential goal of opening credits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it basically, yung opening credits then basically made Kyle Cooper's career. Eh. But he was able mm-hmm. to he was able to open like a whole company because of the strength of that uh, title sequence, and it's one of the absolutely one of the best table setting type of you know, um, mm-hmm. opening credits. Where in terms of the tone and the mood and the style, it's like you know exactly what film you're in for, and you know, parang you can tell if you made a mistake, you can leave na. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, with Seven, I, what I remember also at the time feeling was, yun nga, na parang because it was only nominated for, like, the Oscars, it felt like it was being snubbed by, like, the high, the high elites. And it felt really uh, sort of a, a very Gen X kind of movie, you know. Because right. remember also Quark when it won, you know, it won the MTV, MTV Movie of the Year. So, and then <laughs> and Fincher accepted it. And then he, yeah. and then his speech was like, you know, Oh, this whole time people say this is an MTV saying, movie. <laughs> yeah, everyone kept saying, "Oh, it's just an MTV movie. It's just an MTV movie." And what's wrong with that? Ah, oh, they were. I was walk off stage again, which I. Ah. Mic drop. But yeah. See David Fincher uh, done. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 fantastic. I mean, so many people involved. Una, it's Howard Shore, deba, who also scored, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, Silence of the Lambs. Also, the, the game. And of course, later on, the Lord of the Rings. And then uh, Darius Konji, one of the, my favorite cinematographers, grabbing Elo. Uh, and then Arthur Max was the production designer who went on to Gladiator. Um, pero, but it's so grimy and, and dirty. And, and even the trying not to... like Obviously, it takes inspiration from a bunch of different cities. There's New York, there's a bit of Chicago. But then Chicago. there's also like desert yeah. in LA. So... They, they didn't want it to be parang uh, pinned down. Eh. Uh, there's a little bit, like, now that it's 25 years on, parang it is it is a very intentionally bleak and cynical story. Parang mm-hmm. There's no way talaga. The characters had no chance. Sila Somerset and Mills. Kasi <laughs> parang, diba, it, it, it's the theory of, it's the parang thesis of the film. Eh. You're not gonna, and, and Somerset even says in the movie, this is not gonna have a happy ending. Mm-mm. At the beginning, right? The beginning of the movie, somewhat. Uh, sort of, yeah. And then, um, but also, like, interesting, like, the the backstory is, apparently is, like, when Fincher got it, he was mistakenly sent the first draft pala with the, with the super bleak ending uh, that is in the film. <laughs> yeah. But when he was, like, so excited, he, they were like, uh, yeah, that's the early draft, uh, there's another one. And then the new one had a happy ending, sort of. <laughs> and then he was like, what the hell is this? Pero... And then the producer said, "There's no way that the original ending is going to be allowed." So they, pero he, he still went ahead and and signed on. They shot both endings, and Fincher this whole time, pala, was like trying to get in good graces with Morgan Freeman, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Brad Pitt. 
So they were all on his side when he was finally uh, at the end of everything. He was like, "Let's go with this ending, talaga. It has to be this one." Ang galing na. Tapos ano? Apparently, yung pero the original sad ending was si Somerset yung nagshoot. Because mm-hmm. to save, uh, ano, to save Mills, parang uh, ano. And then si Brad Pitt yung parang I will not shoot your fucking, I will not finish this fucking movie unless I, ano, unless I'm the one who kills, ano, uh, John. And he, ha- he he asked, he lobbied for it in his contract. <laughs> it has to be, it has to end that way, or else he won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so good, good on you, Brad Pitt. <laughs> and hello, thank you, Brad Pitt, because he got Kevin Spacey on the movie. Yeah. Who is an on? That's a that's how that's testament to how great a producer Brad Pitt was going to be. Yeah, that he he knew the right buttons to push. And ano palano? They really wanted to use Spacey, um, for ano for like for promo. And then since Spacey young, uh, ano also like sided with Fincher, and he's like, don't even mention my name at all in any of the posters in the opening credits, la la, because this happened. Uh, one month after Usual Suspects. Usual Suspects. Yeah, so everybody right. was so excited about Kevin Spacey, right? And then he was like, parang no. <laughs> so... Are we gonna talk about Kevin Spacey? Yeah, we can. Yeah, I mean, that's why he was saying, that's why he okay, was saying, good. don't put because me I in miss the him. I miss him I'm as an actor. Uh, that's why, mm. what, Roman, sorry? <laughs> that's why, that's why I didn't want to do promo. I'm, I'm too busy raping it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I wonder when he when he started, ano. Parang na now now kasi all of these ano, you know, all of these articles are coming out about how toxic the sets were with Spacey in them. But I wonder where it started, diba? And to think oh. that Spacey and ano were in the same um they they were same Brian singer. We're actually bo- yeah, <laughs> when we're in usual suspects, imagine the parties they oh, had. Parang. Oh, I don't want to imagine, actually. <laughs> Let's just put it at that. <laughs> Tapos si ano pala, si Andrew Kevin Walker, ano lang siya, no? uh, the, the writer, was a, um, he was a record store clerk and he had no Tower agent. Tower Records. Yeah. He worked in Tower Records. And I think he kept stalking David Kep to like, please read this, please read this. <laughs> <laughs> And then until finally, Cap was like, "Okay, fine, I'll send this to my, um, to my agent." And um, and and since then, I mean, parang he hasn't really had a super awesome career. Uh, yeah, He did uh, the the very you know seven inspired eight millimeter by God rest his soul, Joel Schumacher, and then which was okay. It it's an okay movie. Yeah, it's it's okay, but it's, it would have been better, I think, if someone like Fincher directed it. <laughs> Mm. Mm. <laughs> and then um talaga eh, parang feeling ko it would have been too much na eh kasi mm-hmm. but that that super bleak cynical uh streak is still very much in 8mm and if and if Fincher also was the one there parang pare last last sessions na to eh ito <laughs> <laughs> no you know yeah I mean like 7 that you were talking about Konji the look talaga yung bleach bypass look na kasi si Konji ano yun parang commercial cinematographer eh. uh, and that's and music video that's where he and Fincher met but um, so this was like one of his first movies uh, this and Alien 3 and so parang uh, but but that kind of became the look for a whole decade even until yung mga Amores Peros you, you don't you don't <laughs> bleach the film so it ano so the blacks get super crushed 
um, and the silver stays in the film. So uh, they do that a lot also in the no, 8mm. And they do it in Mimic, right? which... Um, another another movie mimic <laughs> another seven inspired film yes uh, so so and, and then i know sorry it's super trivia i just realized because while watching the the closing credits uh which is why it pays to sometimes watch the closing credits yung, yung gaffer si cronen with gf cronen with who is yeah. of course fincher cinematographer Fight now club. and then uh i think the assistant camera was claudio miranda who's also <laughs> Who did the well known Benji Buttons? <laughs> so parang, holy shit! So wow, pino promote ni Fincher yung <laughs> from the beginnings niya. Yung camera team niya, galing. Well, I guess because they're the only, knowing how obsessive and hard to work f- with Fincher, <laughs> I mean, if you stick with him to the end, he's gonna love you forever, right? Yeah. Pero ano rin eh, may, may, may other side din yan eh, di ba? Na parang, I remember this. There was a cinematographer who was telling this story. I won't name the who, pero because he he did a project for Fincher, and Fincher basically he's so good and knows so much about the tech behind everything. Now Fincher was telling him which camera, which model, which lens, and which lights to use. <laughs> so parang this 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 cinematographer. He was saying in this, you know, in this, uh, not quite interview, but he was sort of giving a talk. Eh? He basically said, well, if the director's gonna do all of that, parang I felt like, why am I even here? <laughs> yes, it's a liberty, right? I'm quiet. But, yeah, no, and then eventually him and ano, si Darius Kronji fought because he was insisting... Na ano, natural light talaga yung panic room and you know see Konji was ano, was replaced eventually um for for panic room by Conrad Hall uh. but did you did you guys notice that in the gluttony scene it was the flashlights that was lighting the scene Mm-mm. I mean that that's also another very you know um ripped off style the buff no 90s um which right. which you know originated in um Another David Fincher work, um, Janie's Got a Gun. By got a gun. <laughs> Aerosmith. <laughs> so, uh, if no. you know, there's a video online about how Janie's Got a Gun was basically the basis for the entire career of Michael Bay. Panorin niya, nakatawa siya. Kasi smoke. Bakit smoke in the north? Yeah, like everything. The helicopters, everything. Parang, ang galing kasi they, they really get matching shots and it really, it's damning evidence talaga. <laughs> I won't be surprised. Oh, man. <laughs> Quark, I know you mentioned before that there's a whole sub- subgenre of films where uh, of directors coming off of franchise movies and then doing small genre films that become yeah. ultimately more successful. And this is like one of those, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Parang I, I, I can't believe someone pointed that out pa nga in, in the comments of my list of that. Na parang, and I was like, I can't believe I forgot about Seven. Because yun nga, parang... Alien 3, which is, you know, to be fair to Alien 3, it's a good film. It's just one of those fans hated films. Parang, because, you know. Like, like last, The Last Jedi. It's like that. Yeah. Fans yeah. hate it. Mm-mm. Because, you know, basically, they killed all everyone that people loved from Aliens. 
except for Ellen Ripley. Um, but you you can really see the the beginnings of of like Fincher style uh, sa sa Alien Three. Um, and and you you I think well he. The, this passed through a few directors uh, before Fincher, including mm-hmm. Del Toro. Uh, including Benny and June's director, apparently. Oh, shit. Who was first choice. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Del Toro, who, who found it too bleak. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> but, no, yeah. But no, but because Del Toro is very optimistic. Eh? He has horror, a lot of horror, but he's not cynical. He's a romantic horrorian, <laughs> if yeah. there's such a word. <laughs> may, laging, may op, may laging may hope, kahit paano. Yeah. So, I don't know. What's your, ano, what's your favorite, what's your favorite sin? What, what was the most, ano, horrific sin for you guys? Sloth. Oh my gosh. Talaga, until now, <laughs> no matter how many times I see this whole sloth <laughs> unveiling, <laughs> my heart just stops. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ugh. Wait, wait, uh, the, no, the, yeah, the, the guy, you know, who's tied in the bed, right? Not just yeah. the guy tied in the bed, but just leading up to it, going yeah. up the stairs, kicking the door, all the air fresheners, yeah. how it's staged, it's chef's kiss. Until now, oh. it's it's the one that stands out to me. So for, for score any Howard Shore again. Uh-oh. <laughs> Apparently, you know, they, they cast a really malnourished dude. Um, and like seven hours of makeup, and then ano, parang they poured seven crates of epis on him, and had to like uh, plug in his nose and ears just so the epis wouldn't enter. Oh my god! And lay eggs. <laughs> Grab it. Yeah, commitment uh. to your art. <laughs> ako, ako yung last eh. like you know, which is great because it's literally just oh, an wow. interview. But broken that 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 broken man shit so the guy apparently didn't sleep yeah, but they're at the scene at one point eh, but she's they're never the girl is the body is never in focus and it's always blocked by uh, i think Brad Pitt so there there there's a shot of the parang nakasi she's tied to the bed eh, i remember yeah <laughs> and then and also yeah apparently the actor Pero, naman, he didn't sleep for 2 days um, and then he he did a lot of like breathing exercises too, so he could hyperventilate for the scene. Uh, uh, yeah, one of my favorite s- micro, I know confessionals. Uh, yeah, and my- micro talents ever. <laughs> it was that yeah. guy. Right. <laughs> there was yeah. an, um there was like a YouTube comment that I was looking at kanina. Na parang said na apparently there were some takes though where the guy would do the scene with his feet in a bucket of ice. But because Fincher <laughs> does so many takes, he couldn't do it for like a long time. Grab. You, Ramon, what's your favorite scene? Scene? S- scene or sin? Or sin, sorry. Wow, I don't know. film Santos. If daddy had only sin. <laughs> uh, uh, Actually, I really love now. The the scene between Gwyneth Paltrow and you know, and Morgan Freeman in the diner when she says uh, mm. she's expecting, yeah. ang ganda ng scene lang na yun. And and how frank see Morgan Freeman's character is in like no abortion is the right choice. You should definitely abort. Hayop talaga si Somerset ano? Parang sobrang solid. 
<laughs> diba? And you know, as, I think as you get older, you appreciate his role more. Because I think when I was younger, I was super like Brad Pitt, right? Siyempre, you're biased by the looks. And at the <laughs> same time, because he's the younger eh. guy. Nag-iba lang yung pangalan ni Brad Pitt. Naging Chris Evans. But for me, upon rewatching it, especially now that I'm of this age, I I feel I felt for Somerset more, and and the way Morgan Freeman portrayed him, so he's just so restrained. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. you. You don't notice that when you're when you're younger. You know, I only mm-hmm. noticed like I've seen this movie what ten times, but I've only noticed now. Uh, na parang ano yung the taxi driver asks him where you going, and is like as far away far as possible. Far away from here. <laughs> and then in the end, mm-hmm. the, the the cop asks him, uh, where, where can I find you? And then he just goes, I'll, around. I'll be around. So far, yeah. like, wow, grave. <laughs> and then it because ends with the only, I know, it ends the with the only moment of VO, yeah. Oh, I hated that. Like now I wish, that's a studio request, isn't it? It feels like it's a compromise that they added that whole VO. Yeah, I love what he's saying, but yeah, you're right. I yeah, mean, but if, it's if so it bleak, eh. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> the world is a fine place. Said, oh, you know. <laughs> it's not a fine place, but yeah, that's what we're fight fighting for. Champagne <laughs> mangled that Fire line. Off. It's it's more graceful it's with uh, with Hemingway, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the world's terrible, yo. But you know what? I'm still here. I'll be around. <laughs> Grab um, wait, what's your favorite scene? Um. Yung, yung captain, when he picks up the phone and says, this isn't even my, my desk. <laughs> <laughs> See, Arlie Ermey, uh, from uh, yeah, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> who married the Pinay. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Ricky Law, take note. <laughs> and he basically... <laughs> <laughs> Running joke talaga si Ricky Law sa atin. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Bell? <laughs> but wait, Lee, you know, he... he not Ricky Law, but Emery... Uh, audition for Somerset. Oh. But didn't get the part. Mm. Right. Well, it could have so. been a completely different movie. And the Pacino yeah. was considered, diba? For, you know. And Daminella, Sly Stallone, Al Pacino, oh Gene God. Hackman, Robert Duvall. Wow. Were first choices. Oh, wait, maybe Duvall. Pero, and then yeah. Denzel oh, yeah. for Mills. Ako, no? ako Duvall. Uh-uh. Denzel and Nicolas Cage for Mills. Oh, like, thank no. God. <laughs> no. And then John Doe. Guess who was almost cast? Who? Val Kilmer. Oh wow! Because that was the height oh. of Val Kilmer's popularity. He would have, yeah, he would have, he would have chewed the scenery. He would have hammed it up <laughs> with his teeth. Can you imagine Nicolas Cage saying teeth. "What's in the box"? Holy shit! Yes, I can, I can, but in a What's very different box? way. <laughs> oh, I'm just really not a Nick Cage fan. <laughs> no, I'm a Nick Cage yeah, fan, but it has to be the right weapon oh. when used well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's your favorite scene? Um, for me, it's the foot chase, which is the only the only handheld uh, scene or set piece in the movie. I liked how Fincher staged, staged the whole thing. You know, I I really used to like that scene, but I mean, and I still do. But when I saw it recently, parang this ano, parang wow, ano ano, tanagang he wouldn't do it that way now. Parang he was really showing off there, de ba? May may ano mm-hmm. pa? My dove, my dove, my oh, car oh. crash. Nilabas niya lahat ng weapons, ng tools niya. Ito na, ito na lahat. Chokin spin sa ladder. 
And then you can really see the ano, ano, yung influence. Ito it, it, for sure, yung Blade Runner influence. Like, the mm-hmm. way, yung, yeah, the, the almost falling down the top shot for ni, ni Brad Pitt, yung crashing mm-hmm. through the glass. Na, yeah. Ano, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, good, good, well, really well shot scene. Um, I'm torn between the car scene between the three and then the the apartment scene. With with ano oh yeah yeah and because I'm kind of vibrating home annoy, ni, because you never see a Freeman laugh, right? But I mean hardly in, yeah. in movies. And it's kind of creepy. Uh, his laugh is not <laughs> yeah. photogenic. Oh, that's why I loved it because it's para mukasang gago. He looks like a puppet yeah. when he laughs. Yeah, and then parang hindi ba siya tumawa sa ano bucket list? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not seeing. I don't. Re- I don't remember. Or is uh, Bruce Almighty? In there. In this, it's a Because God, she. People were making plans, right? And then he was like, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and but but I also love young chemistry ni Pitt and Gwyneth in that scene. It's such a. They were bahit. they were dating already, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So, parang early days. Parang wow, man. <laughs> Wala pa yung matching haircuts nila at that time. At ano, parang sobrang charming ni Gwyneth dito. Might be my favorite Gwyneth role. Hmm. Not not uh, Shakespeare? No. I'm not, really? No, I don't like her in Shakespeare. Parang oh. masyada siyang precious for me. Baka Pepper Potts na yung number two. Hindi <laughs> 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 sliding doors? Yun. Alright, oh, great expectations. Ayun. <laughs> Okay, can you guys, so this is, this is uh, Brad Pitt and David Fincher's first movie together. And I guess Brad Pitt is like the unofficial Fincher muse. Hmm. Why? I mean, Pitt is so relaxed and you read how Fincher works. He's so obsessive and, and a perfectionist. And Ed Norton has said in the past that he's just, you know, he, he doesn't want to work with Fincher again. Hmm. Um, what, 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 why do you think this relationship works between them? Maybe because they're so opposite, right? But I do, I do feel. I mean, we've been talking about this the whole, ano, the whole twenty minutes. Na parang ano, yung, yung loyalty ni Pitt to Fincher's vision that he will fight the studio for Fincher, and uh, this yeah. is yeah, this is the True. first of many times, right? Parang um, fight club, maraming ganon, right? Na, na Brad Pitt really used his muscle to to push ano Fincher's vision. So I think. That's a big part of it. See, Fincher has said that they have very uh, similar senses of humor, so maybe that's also why. Well, he wrote the jokes of Brad Pitt in the award season. Ah, really? Yeah. <laughs> your favorite, kaya ano, yung like in the fight club commentary, ano parang <laughs> Fincher and Pitt were telling Norton, ano, you know that scene in ano, ano, no, 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 it was. Fincher and Norton, it was like, you know, the, the scene where you know, gets uh, run run down and meet Joe Black and then bounces off the bus. <laughs> but they would oh. just watch that on the downtime <laughs> while while dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know, like, like see, see Pit, right? I, I, I do remember also in the... Um, uh, in the commentary of Seven, he he really like oh yeah, this reminds me of that scene from Brazil. May may mga ganon siya na parang oh siniyasta na. Tapara. Oh, kito ng si Brad Pitt. 
he's a great producer, guys. Really, yeah, plan B, if you look pal. at the filmography of, yeah. of Brad Pitt, impressive, sha. Uh, I I couldn't agree more. So, <laughs> um, where where does this uh, where does this fall in your in your Fincher rankings? Ikaw. Um, I think this is my second after. Social Network mm-hmm. has my heart. Heart and soul, <laughs> Social Network. And then Seven and then Zodiac for me. And then Ram- I don't think it's a Fight Club fa- aged well. Eh. Mm. How about you, Ramon? you Ramon? I think uh, objectively Seven might be my number one. Pero favorite ko parang yung Fight Club, konte. Yeah. I- ako, this is my number one. Um, but I do re- recognize, ano, <laughs> yung, yung parang personal attachment. I guess, uh, parang when you're that age, parang things change your life, and um, seven is is really one of those, and probably my top five movies. OAT of all time, yeah, of all time, of all time, of all time. And if you look at Fincher's filmography. It's all about obsession, or most of them are about, or have have have, like a uh, different, uh, I guess, incarnations of obsession, mm-hmm. serial killers, um, obsessive work, professionalism. Mm-hmm. I guess it just ties in with his own Ooh, personality. Uh, yeah. 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 Eighty takes or more. Eh. <laughs> That's true. Hundred pa ba? Tapos may bago siyang ano no pa na ano na parang he'll get one week. He'll get elements from one scene and that he liked, and elements from another scene that he liked, and digitally, you know. Ano <laughs> Gone Girl, pa yan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Gone Girl being his last film, right? So ah, well, okay. But he's not—he's yeah. not an asshole on the set, right? He's not like James Cameron, Cameron kind of asshole. He's just a perfectionist. He's Is a bit how? of a dick, though. Like, yeah, he's a tyrant, but. Uh, oh. May pagka-passive-aggressive, di ba? Uh-huh. And then, tsaka ano eh, it's, may pagka-sarcastic talaga din eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you don't so, know what you're doing, pucha, lagot ka if you're on set. <laughs> yeah, grabe. What about Basically, favorite yun yun. music video of Fincher? Uh, which is very close to Seven in look, actually. Um, it's ano, it's uh, Madonna's Bad Girl. Yes! Uh. Yes! <laughs> Nah. I, I love his go. Madonna videos. Yeah. I think ano, I think Judith pa rin ako. Ah, from oh. Perfect Circle. Oh, which has been yeah. ripped off by every Pinoy music video director. <laughs> <laughs> I'm including true, myself true. there, there so I'm not I'm not uh, Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not <laughs> absolving myself. I'm I admit to it, pero I'll also say every single music video director in the Philippines has ripped off one element or another of that film, of that music video. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yung akin yung ano, yung si Paz tying the hair, pero it's a uh, uh what you call it si um uh, Cynthia Alexander ano getting a glass of water in the middle of a <laughs> of a Rico Blanco set. <laughs> um so ano, so between this and and uh, silence, what what do you like more? 7 hands down. For me. Kira pe, kasi 
parang mas I love both eh but mas close ako emotionally personally to Seven it's a it's a little bit more flashy yeah. although if you're looking at the subtleties of the style amazing pa rin yung silence um, that said it's not also the typical parang the whole appeal then of Seven kasi was it was kind of thumbing its nose at the conventions of the serial killer slash procedural type so parang you know, man, part of the fun is that it was trying to do things differently hindi siya in the, the parang classical serial killer mold also mm-hmm. because you know the, the bad guy wins he, everything happens according to his plan mm-hmm. so parang yeah, yeah by, a, by a scooch it's a seven also yeah I think like watching both of them in the past week parang again like like you were saying uh, you, you seven is objectively the, the best I think for me para it might be social network objectively the, the best venture film but and objectively I, I might even go so far as to say that silence is a better film um, but mm-hmm. I really like seven more I mean I, it's, it's more of your emotional attachment to the movie yeah also, diba? it lends to mm. it. Yeah, and then so, parang um, because uh, the vibes like kind of like breaking it down. Which which characters do I like better? Which you know had a better script? Which had a um, and actually silence does the for yung yung lamang lang talaga ng seven yung look. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but even John Doe versus Lecter, I think Lecter wins for sure. And for sure, Somerset. And Mills versus Crawford and Starling, you know, I mean Starling wins, but but, um, yon. But, but yeah, seven in in terms of just the the coolness of it all, without even trying to be cool, I guess. Parang, Imagine in, in the wrong hands, it would have been like Lethal Weapon mm, Part Five. Yeah, because it, the tropes are there: young young <laughs> cop versus old cop. And then the brains versus brawn, black versus white. Mm-mm. It's all there. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, seven. <laughs> we have children of seven talaga tayo. <laughs> yeah. It's our generation, I really think. Yeah. Which age better? And even, and I, I, I also asked Mong, what do you, because I told him I'm going to watch like either Seven or Silence of the Lambs. And he told me, oh, I don't want to see Silence of the Lambs. It's just, it's boring compared to Seven. Mm. So I really think we're, we're kids of Seven. It's, it's our era. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> this this was fun, guys. Oh, yeah. any other serial killer movies out there that you recommend people to watch? Ako, because I just saw it recently, Memories of Murder by Bong Joon-ho. And if you mm-hmm. like Zodiac, yeah, that's, uh, one of the best. that's a really great watch. Yeah, Zodiac. Is, Which came out before Zodiac. Yeah. Another, I know, right? Another Fincher. Well, I mean, Fincher has done like how many projects now with serial killers? The it's like Seven, Zodiac, Dragon Tattoo, Mindhunter. Mm. All of which yeah, are missing. good. <laughs> so, yeah, all of which are good. So, I mean, I guess he really, you know, he really relates to the obsessive types. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 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 yeah, I, I mentioned some recommendations earlier. Felicia's Journey, I think, doesn't get enough love. Um, uh, and then I, I, I really want to revisit American Psycho. I think yeah it's, it's such a gif now but I'm, I I, I want to rewatch it then yeah just to be objective mm. 
Hindi yung so, ano, ayaw mo yung Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? <laughs> no, si Mike King, I was making fun because it was lit. When we were in high school, it was like, movies I have to watch. And then finally, Mikey and I saw it and it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> The beginning Michael Roker stellar career. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> um, they, yeah, th- th- those are the ones. Huh? I mean, um, yeah, Memories of Murder you mentioned. So, ah, there's one, I know. Fuck. I, I'm trying to remember the name, but it was, it was a Japanese um, serial killer movie. Um, it's so good, and because ano, um, because ano, it, it's very um, it's very Japanese. Yung Vengeance is Mine, ni Shohei Imamura, which is on Criterion, mm. Criterion uh, Collection, Criterion Channel. It's um, really good because ano, because I mean most serial killer whatevers they they really do pattern themselves after the American ano, but this is a very Asian feel so I know I highly recommend that I'm just looking at the list from our group and it pretty <laughs> much the top ones were Seven Silence of the Lambs Zodiac um, Memories of Murder uh, we mentioned they're in Contact Frequency oh I have Frequency actually hmm. uh, American Psycho Scary Movie Identity and uh, Psycho and both both films can be watched. Uh, well, Seven can be watched on Netflix PH, and Silence can be rented or bought via iTunes. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully by now everyone's listening has seen those films. But if they haven't, if you haven't, yeah, check it out. Or have a hankering to rewatch. Yeah. All right, guys. We will see you soon. Um, See you soon, and don't forget to join our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash Enslate, and follow us on Twitter at EnslatePod. And then you can catch Ramon, Quark, and I on our socials. Just look for our names on either Twitter or Instagram. See ya! Bye! Bye.